When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. On this football Friday, the Lions roar to open the season. Everything is definitely not up to date in Kansas City. We've got who you got? We've got KOD and Hembo's honor has been unfairly besmirched. The hashtag crew is here. Let's do it. Here we go. Only one place to start. He's got a man open at the 35 and a drop pass at the 35-yard line. Kadarius Tony was wide open and drops the pass. I've trusted in KT. I've trusted that he's going to be that guy that I go to in those crucial moments. What a fascinating opening night for the NFL. One game down and the rest of our lives to go. Detroit 21, Kansas City 20 on a night where Patrick Mahomes deserved better. The assembled members of the hashtag crew are assembled all around us. Hembo is here. Bubba is here. Cam is here. Who you got is on the way. Fascinating night in so many ways last night, Hembo. A night in which, honestly, and I'm going to do my five top takeaways in a moment, my top takeaway, despite the outcome, despite the final score, is that I think Patrick Mahomes is even better than I thought he was before the game began. (laughs) Um, That was your biggest takeaway, My biggest takeaway is that the Cowboys are no longer America's team. And that is a distinction that now belongs to the Detroit Lions. They have a coach we all love. They're they're a very obviously eminently likable team that has had no real success for the last 30 years. You know, Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, they retire early. They've been the laughingstock of their division for as long as I've been alive. This is a team American can get behind. I think you are going to see people all around the country pull for the Detroit Lions. Bubba, what do you think of that? Are the Lions now displacing your Dallas Cowboys as America's team? Yeah, that's might be the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I mean, no, they're not. I I enjoy rooting for the Lions much of the next person. I and yeah, Dan Campbell, great guy, kneecaps, all that stuff. But you keep putting the Lions in prime time, all these different things, and well, let's compare ratings and see what happens. All right, it's just it's just not a thing. All right. The the amount America's not rooting for the Lions like they're rooting for the Cowboys. It's just not a reality. No, 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 no. America's not rooting for the Cowboys. America is transfixed by the Cowboys. What I'm saying is that the Lions are going to be the most beloved team in the sport nationally. That's what I'm saying, Bubba. The Cowboys are always going to be more popular. The Cowboys are always going to draw more eyeballs on television. That's not what I'm saying. But let's think about this, Greeny. Well, that's what that's, that's all goes into what America's team but is. But let's think about this. All right, in consecutive games. Eight months apart. Yeah. We just saw the Lions beat Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes at Lambeau and an Arrowhead in primetime standalone games. This is the dawn of a new era for the Detroit Lions. And they were hugely meaningful games to their opposition. The Chiefs obviously opening up their Super Bowl defense at home. And even more meaningfully, that game last year at Lambeau, if the Packers had won, they'd be in the playoffs. No, I'm with you on how good they are. But as is usually the case, you take it a step too far. They're not America's team, but I do find myself rooting for them. In fact, I'm going to give you my five top takeaways from the season opener as this morning's green list. The list is what determines who matters in this business. 
Green List. All right, today's Green List, my top five takeaways from last night's season opener, the Lions and the Chiefs. Number five. I don't know if Dan Campbell is the best coach in the NFL or not, but he's definitely my favorite. There is something so incredibly genuine about that guy. All these coaches come in and talk about how we're going to bite kneecaps. Like half the coaches that have ever been hired in the NFL have given some semblance of that speech when they were introduced. Very few of them have teams that actually resemble it. Very few of them actually walk that talk, which is to say the Lions have built a team in the image of their coach. For those of you who don't remember Dan Campbell as a player, he was that exactly. Talk to the guys who played with him. He is this exactly. And you know what they did? They built this thing from the front back on both sides. It's not a coincidence that they were the better team in the fourth quarter last night because that offensive line and that defensive line are going to wear you down. And I don't care who you are over the course of the season. That team is built in Dan Campbell's image and I love him. The best quote of the NFL season so far. When asked what he learned last night, Dan Campbell said, I didn't learn anything. I got verification about what I already knew. Inject that into my veins. Yeah, I I like him saying it too. I don't believe it, but I like him (laughs) saying it too. My top five takeaways from last night. Number four. Jared Goff is not great, but he's good enough. Jared Goff is not good enough to win the AFC. But here's the good news. He doesn't have to. Jared Goff doesn't have to play Mahomes in a playoff game. He doesn't have to play Rodgers in a playoff game. He doesn't have to play Burrow or Tua or Josh Allen or Trevor Lawrence or Justin Herbert or any of the other murderer's row of quarterbacks that they have in the AFC. There's really only one scary quarterback in that whole conference, and he's the one in Philadelphia. Beyond that, Jared Goff, who once again I will say is most certainly not great, I think in the NFC is definitely good enough. I mean, Jared Goff was good enough to take the Rams to the Super Bowl five years ago. And now in 18 games, two years, in Ben Johnson's offense in Detroit, okay? 18 games, 659 dropbacks. He's only taken 24 sacks and only thrown seven interceptions. Greeny, he has gone 359 throws without throwing an interception. Look, if you can avoid the negative play and you can lean into the strengths of your scheme, the Lions can absolutely have a top five offense again this season. So so the the season that they went to the Super Bowl was the 18 season? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just pulled up his numbers. His numbers in the season that he took his team to the Super Bowl, they completed 65% of his passes for just about 4,700 yards, 32 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Those aren't good numbers. Those are elite numbers. The number two offense in the NFL that year. Number two. Behind Kansas City? Yep. Yeah, that that was when they played the 54-51 game. Yeah. So, again, do I think Goff is an elite NFL quarterback today? No. Do I think he is more than good enough to lead that team to the Super Bowl in that conference? Yes. Number three. My top five takeaways from last night. The Chiefs need a receiver. They're going to need to do something. You cannot just assume that a 34-year-old tight end who got hurt in a walkthrough two days before the season began, is going to solve all your problems. And I know Kadarius Toney won't drop everything thrown his way all year long. But you're counting on, you're you're riding Super Bowl hopes on Sky Moore and Toney and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and uh, Justin Ross and other people you've never heard of. if, If names like Mike Evans or Cooper Cup shake loose at some point this season. I think they will have to seriously consider making a move for one of them. If we're going to overreact to one game, which is of course all that we have, I'm actually much more worried about their run game. 
in Patrick Mahomes led the team in rushing yesterday, and their backs combined to run the ball 17 times for 45 yards. That's what Patrick Mahomes needed. He, need, he needed someone to convert a third down in the second half that he could just hand the ball in the belly of a back. They couldn't do that. This is largely the same group of pass catchers that enabled them, or at least helped them, along to win a Super Bowl last year. Well, Juju season. was there last year, Ju- and obviously they played last night without Kelsey. Sure, sure, and that's the most important thing. But this team would have been benef- uh, would have been helped a lot yesterday if they could just run the ball a little. Bit. I'm with that, and of course, if they could catch the ball a little bit. Number two, uh, n- number two, every big play in that game goes the other way. If Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones are playing, and we brought up this morning, or McAfee brought up on our show this morning, that it was awkward that Chris Jones was there with his agents. For what it's worth, and 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 I didn't want to stop the conversation we were having. My understanding is he wanted to be there for the banner unfurling. That's why he was there. It was not so much the optics to try and make a statement, although there probably was some of that too. But at least the somewhat legitimate reason he gave for wanting to be there was he helped earn that banner and he wanted to be there when they put it up. Every big play in that game, if you think about it, all those big throws are going to Kelsey. Half the big plays that the Lions make are, are plays that Chris Jones probably shuts down. It, it, it feels like, it genuinely feels like if, if either one of those two guys played, the Chiefs win going away. I got numbers for you. So, so Chris Jones is their closer on defense. In the fourth quarter, Detroit went three, to, three of five. 60% of their third downs they converted. And conversely, after halftime on offense, the Chiefs ran eight plays on third and fourth down. They gained minus one yard. On those eight plays, like you said, half of those are going to Kelsey, and they're most definitely converting a few. And he doesn't drop them the way that uh, Kadarius Tony was dropping them last night. How happy are the fans of the Giants? We, we are surrounded on Get Up by Giant fans. The Giant fans are in their glory <laughs> with what happened to Kadarius Tony last night. And then finally, number one, you, you can lose the music on this. I'm going to say this, and I'm watching it last night. And I know they didn't win, and I know the numbers that he put up in the second half are going to look bad because of the way the players around him played. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback I've ever seen. Now, that may not be a newsflash. And I will once again draw the extraordinarily important distinction between best and greatest. As Hembo and I spent an entire book talking about, greatest is based upon your accomplishment. The greatest to ever do anything, are the people who accomplish the most in that endeavor. That, 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 to me, is not something that is subjective. Greatest has to be objective. Best is subjective. I've always said the best quarterbacks I've ever seen play, not the greatest, not the most accomplished. Tom Brady isn't even in the conversation. It's a testament to him that he made himself the greatest quarterback ever, despite not having been anywhere near the best. The best quarterbacks I've ever seen play, in no particular order, have been Dan Marino, John Elway, Aaron Rodgers. Those three guys would be, I think, the best quarterbacks I've ever seen play based on their talent and and that exclusively that. Patrick Mahomes is better. Patrick Mahomes, I tweeted last night, routinely does things that are impossible. He makes the impossible look routine he was ahead 14 to 7 at the half last night they weren't ahead he did everything by himself he was running the ball like crazy and the moves and the subtlety and his total command he came into the league with ridiculous talent and a great situation and he has done what the great ones do 
He has absorbed the outstanding coaching and he has elevated to where he is now winning these games as much with his head as he is with his physical abilities. And that makes him unstoppable. He's the best player at the position I've ever watched. And I remember the the sport going back to the mid-70s. So I basically have been watching the game 50 years. He's the best player I've seen at it. That actually made me think, because just at random, I had a friend text me um, this week and asked, if Patrick Mahomes decided to retire today, it was like the, you know, the anniversary of the Andrew Luck thing, I think, mm-hmm. is what it made him think of it, where would he rank all time? And I actually thought that was a fascinating question because best and greatest, like you said, are different. But Patrick Mahomes has already accomplished a lot more than quarterbacks that we consider like top 10 all time. Multiple Super Bowl championships, multiple MVPs, all these passing records, all the playoff wins. Like, I think it's actually a fascinating question. He might be like a drop-dead top 10 quarterback of all time right this second. I- I'm looking up all-time passing leaders like where would he fall like just in yards I mean and, and just just as a measure of how much longer he has to play to I think legitimize that conversation well, I mean right now he's he's not in the top 83rd 20. like right now he, he the next person he's going to pass on the all-time list is Bart Starr who's 82nd okay. and just in terms of yardage how, how many yards has he thrown for in his career uh 20 almost twenty five thousand. so so he needs probably another four or five years to get into the top 20 I mean, the names that are up here. So the top 20 all-time leading passer in yards, Brady, Breeze, Manning, Favre, Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers, and Eli. That's the top 10. I would already, if he retired today, I would put him ahead of Roethlisberger. I'd put him ahead of Rivers. I'd put him ahead of Ryan. I'd put him ahead of Marino. And I'd put him ahead of Eli. So that's right there. That could put him sixth. Now, there are other names on here because Elway is down the list and Montana we didn't mention and all that. Oh, I think you very legitimately could say he would be a top 10 quarterback all time if he retired today. That is amazing. And he's on his way to being top three for sure. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's going to be Brady. He's going to be the one who makes the run at Brady. He's going to be the LeBron to Brady's Michael. And the question is going to be, can he surpass the all-time greatness? Does he have to win seven to do it? I don't think he does. I think he, the magic number is four. When Brady got to four, he was the third to get there. Montana has four. Bradshaw has four. There's something magical about the number four with Super Bowls. If, 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 in my opinion, if Mahomes gets two more, then you can absolutely legitimize the case for him being the, the greatest of all time. The LeBron comparison is the exact right one to make. For, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. He has been, and he, continue, uh, he will continue to be for as long as his prime lasts, which will probably be the next 10 or 12 years, based on how the game is officiated now. It's going to be a very similar conversation. You're going to be stacking up his numbers, which are much greater, which will, I think will wind up being greater than Tom Brady's numbers, versus the championships and all the other accomplishments. That's the exact comparison to make. All right, we are just getting Rolling Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Coming up next... Something I did not think was possible, but Monday night has just gotten even more interesting, and you will hear why right after this. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Walk this way. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. We got to get social here together, by the way, despite my frustration with Twitter changing its name to X. I'm active there and we'll be all over it this weekend. So come hang out with me on all the social media. I've got Twitter or X, Instagram and threads all at the same handle at ESPN Greeny. Follow it now. Okay. Greeny and the assembled members of the hashtag crew are here. So we got a big night ahead of us and that's Monday night. Everyone has been asking me, as I bring uh, Bubba and Cam into this conversation as well, Bubs, everyone has been asking me, am I going to the game on Monday night? Right. And the answer very simply is no. By the way, I first time I'm seeing Bubba today, he is wearing the Dak Prescott jersey, which I admire, at a boy, repping your team mm-hmm. on this Friday. I love it. But anyway, here's the point. So on Monday night, the Jets play the Bills, and of course I'm working here on Tuesday morning. Now, um, historically, my plan has always been all these years I've been getting up at an ungodly early hour when my team or a game that I absolutely must see is taking place at night. I actually go to sleep a little extra early and I watch the game on tape. You know, I DVR it and I watch the game in the morning without knowing what happened. So I can you can watch an NFL game and you could get through it in about 40 minutes if you need to. And so that's what I've always done. But there's no way I'm doing that for this game. This is too important. This is the most important game the Jets have played probably since the 1960s or or at minimum since they were in the conference championship games a few years ago. There's been nothing like this in a long time. So I did consider going because it would be fun to be there. But the reality is getting out of that stadium is just a nightmare. I mean, it's so hard that I mean, the game will end 1115. I'll be lucky if I walk in the door of my apartment before 1 a.m. So I'm not going to do that. So here's what I did. I'm putting together a sleepover. I got Damian Woody coming in to do get up with me on Tuesday morning. He lives way out in Jersey. I told him, why don't you come stay at my house? And that was the impetus because I've got a 10 minute Uber ride here in the morning. I had that was the impetus for this. And I've now invited multiple people to come to my apartment. We're going to watch the game together. I'll order in a bunch of food and we'll all watch the game together. We'll all sleep there. And then we will all get up and come in to do work the following morning. I'm calling it the sleepover. Now here's the issue that I have, Bubba. I invited Hembo to do this because he too lives out in Jersey. Right. But here's what he told me. Greeny, I'd like to sleep over, 
but I'm still going to go to sleep before the game. So I'd like to come hang out with everybody, but I don't stay up and watch these late games. I watch them in the morning too. So I'll come to the sleepover, but I'm going to go to sleep when the game starts. Now, do you think that he should be allowed to attend this what? gathering, this function? I, I know D. Wood is coming. Dominique Foxworth is coming. Anyone is invited who wants to come. Do you believe that Hembo should be allowed to attend if indeed he's going to go to bed in Nikki's room, I might add. He's going to be sleeping in my daughter's room, to be clear. She doesn't live with us anymore. She has an apartment <laughs> a few blocks away. But, you know, we have a room for that is Nikki's room and a room that is Stevie's room, even though they don't live with us anymore. So Dee Wood will stay in one of them. You are welcome to stay in the other, but I cannot have him there, Bubs, if he's not going to watch the game, can I? No, I don't even, why would he even suggest that? The, the, the whole point of the sleepover is you're going to have fun, you're going to order food, you're going to watch the game, That's you're right. going to cheer on the no. Jets. Yes. You're going to go there no. just for the to watch Monday Night Countdown and then be like, okay, guys, I'm going to put on my PJs and head to bed. That's not how it works. Either go in and stay over the, for the night and enjoy hanging out and enjoying a meal with Damian Woody or don't go and stay home with your twins. Yeah, okay. when Van Pelt throws it to Joe, that's not your cue <laughs> yeah. to say, okay, well, this has been fun. Now I've heard from RC and RG3. I can move on with my business. Uh, what are you entitling this again? I'm entitling it the sleepover. Okay, so there's no there's no description here in which the game has any real meaning. The the, the objective. What? No, 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 no. Time out, Baba. Allow me to explain myself. A sleepover is simply a time in which uh, a group of people, friends presumably, congregate and sleep in the same area. And I don't know how all of us are going to fit into. This is an apartment, right? So I assume you don't have like ten bedrooms in this. Place. No, I've got three bedrooms. I've got Nikki's room and Stevie's room. You're not sleeping in my room with me. So D Woods got one of them. I was offering you the other because okay. everyone else has a hotel in the city. Like ah. Nick has a hotel okay. here in the city that he can stay in. Uh, I mean, my kids will probably come and they can go back to their. Resp- well, my son's in Prague, so he's not coming. But one way or the other, anyone else who comes has somewhere to retire to. I offered Damian Woody the opportunity to stay because it'll be a late night. And I'm asking him to get up early in the morning so he won't have his hour-long schlep in from Jersey. You two live in Jersey. I do. So that's why I'm offering you a room, but you have to be watching the game. No, no, no. That's not part of the stipulation. It is. It's I'm the making whole it the stipulation. stipulation. They call it something aside from the sleepover. Oh, my God. I want to eat dinner with you guys, and then I want to retire for the evening. It's, in go- the, it's in a the Jets time. sleepover. It's this to watch so the Jets stupid. game. stupid. What time do you think we're eating? Like we're not we're, no we're eating while the game is on. You order food and you eat during well, the game. Well, the Have you like, ever been to a social function ever? Not during the week. <laughs> oh my God, I don't, think he's ever been, I don't think he's been invited to a sleepover before. I that wouldn't mind be you, Cam. This is the first one. Hembo took his wife out for a Valentine's Day I dinner remember. at one p.m. Yes, he did. So with a gift card. I mean, look honestly, if we're going to eat dinner at eight or eight thirty at night, that is much closer to breakfast for me. <laughs> I'm not eating at eight anything at night. Hembo was actually one of the these uh, intermittent fasters like that's his thing now he intermittently fasts which is basically the same thing as saying i just don't eat for a while like i i I, I, this whole intermittent fasting thing you can miss me with that i I don't i don't know why is that what does that even mean me with your four meal stuff intermittent fasting is essentially saying i'm skipping breakfast that's all it is you need to call it something no you can call it skipping breakfast and be happy with that so what are we calling your four meal nonsense people people it's called ice i'm awake for a lot of hours that's what i call it so i eat a lot here's the point People like to make things sound much more important than they are by calling it intermittent fasting. Someone somewhere is making a fortune having fur- 
first title, this intermittent fasting, and now everyone is following in line. Oh, this is a genius. This is the new not diet everyone. sensation. I'm learning all Indian of this. Indian Woody is not doing that. Oh, well, yeah, well, no, I think that's probably true. But the point that I'm making here is all these people have skipped breakfast. If you eat two meals a day instead of three meals a day, you're going to lose weight. It just stands to reason. Doesn't matter how you spread them out. If you eat, I'm guaranteeing you right now. Let's just make a bet that if you you're only eating two meals a day, right? Right. What time are you eating them? I'm eating them at about two o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. And then six o'clock at night. All right. If you took that two o'clock in the afternoon one and moved it to eight o'clock in the morning, it would have the same impact on your overall health. And your weight, you would, you would, it, it, what you would not, if you did not add any more food, it would not make any difference. Maybe so, but there isn't any cool thing to call that. That's what I'm saying. It is just the name. It's just the name that we've put on it. As George Carlin famously said, we like to change the names of things in this country and then act like we've actually done something. All we do is change. All we've done is changed the name. Am I invited or not? You're invited, but only if you're going to stay up for the game. You have to be. Are you a team player or not? This is no. a team activity. A Are team you player? Whole game. Hembo, why do you want to go if you're not going to watch the game? Because what are we doing here? Greeny's buying dinner. Oh, my God. You're the- just trying to get a free meal out of this? Yes. You just want a couple of slices this is of ridiculous. pizza? ridiculous. Yes. Usually gonna- at sleepovers, there's like an activity. You're like playing video games or hanging out with your friends. You're just going to go eat pizza and go to bed, not watching a huge Monday night football game. This is so lame. <laughs> It is. You get a chance to watch a football game sitting next to former NFL players. I want to drive up from Connecticut just to do this and then drive back. Just, I mean, that's, a, that's an experience right there. But Time you're going to go to bed. Time out. Instead of sitting next to Damian Woody and Dominique Foxworth during an NFL game, two people who played in the NFL, that's a once-in-a-lifetime chance, and you're just going to go to bed after you have a couple of slices of pizza. Bubba, you can take my bed. You come down, you take my bed, you watch the game, you produce the show from New York, you be exhausted. What do you think about that trade? Greeny, are you allowing... So you're offering, we're offering to swap out Bubba for Hembo, and then Bubs, you could produce Greeny the following day from here in New York. Yeah, have you ever even been here before? Have you literally ever been I, here I, before? I've been to we're New off, York. We're off topic here. I've never, I've never been to the seaport. Yeah, we've no. kind of gotten sidetracked here. One way or another, the sleepover is going to be good, and Hembo is lame. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Want a hot take? Who wants a hot take this morning? You want a hot take? I want a hot take. I'm telling you right now, the Kansas City Chiefs are not going to be the one seed in the AFC. They are not. They have the best player in the league. They have maybe the best player ever in Patrick Mahomes. And you know what? They don't have a whole lot else. I'm not telling you they're not going to win their division because they probably will. But I'm not sure they would win the AFC North. I'm not sure they would win the AFC East. Their division kind of stinks. Denver is bad. The Raiders are the worst team in the NFL that's trying and the Chargers are only okay, and I don't trust their coach at all. So the Chiefs are going to win that division, and they will be a brutally tough out in the playoffs because they have Mahomes, and he never is going to go out easy. But if they're going to get back to the Super Bowl this year, they're going to have to do it on the road. The road has gone through Kansas City every year since he's been there. Now, it's worth pointing out they weren't the one seed every one of those years. Tennessee was the one seed one of those times. Burrow knocked them out. Then came to Kansas City. The Chiefs were the two seed. That's how they hosted that game. And actually, Burrow knocked them out that year, too. But one way or another, the AFC Championship game has been in Kansas City every year 
that Patrick has been their quarterback. It will not be this season. If you had to bet then, right now, who's ho- I shouldn't say who's hosting the AFC Championship but Who will be who the one seed? Who secures the one seed? Who would you bet on? I think Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville because I think they're going to win. Let, let, let's, let's just say nothing is perfect. They're going to go 5-1 and one in their division. Let's say they're going to lose a game somewhere along the way. It's tough to say they're going to go 6-0. and oh. Let's say they're going to go 5-1 and one in their division. Who are the other contenders for this? Buffalo? The Jets? Miami? They're going to be beating each other to shreds. Cincinnati? Baltimore? They're going to be them. And Pittsburgh and Cleveland are all beating each other up. Maybe Kansas City gets a softer time in their division, but Herbert always plays them tough. The, the Broncos will be better than they were a year ago. I don't think they have an easy time there, and they've already got a loss. And they're the first, they've, they've already lost a game. That's a game they're supposed to win. You've lost a home game. So that is my take. I do not believe the Chiefs are going to be the one seed this season. I think Jacksonville is going to win something like... They're also playing the Chiefs. I know they play the AFC East because I know they're playing the Jets. So they got tough games. They got to play the Jets. They got to play the Bills. They got to play the Dolphins. What other division does the West play? Stand by. Yeah, give me, give me my, uh, Kansas City's... Uh, because that's, you know... They're not going to go 4-0 and against the AFC East. Chiefs and Jags is next week, by the way. Yeah, a week from Sunday. They're going to Jacksonville. I'm telling you right now, if they lose that game... Now we're really having a conversation. And if you think it's a lock that Kelsey is going to play in that game, I don't think so. And I don't think it's a lock that Chris Jones is going to either. Their who, schedule's tough. Who do they play besides the AFC East? So they, so they have to play the Jets on the road. They're playing, they're playing the Vikings on the road. Uh, they, have to, they, they have to host the Eagles. They get the Packers on the road. So they're playing the North. Yeah. They're, so they're playing yeah. the NFC North. That's mm-hmm. their NFC division. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not an easy... Mm. Look, I don't think they're going to have an easy time. I, I believe that the Chiefs will win their division. They remain outstanding. And could they still win the Super Bowl? Absolutely, because they have the best player. And historically, you never bet against the best player in anything. You said a really interesting thing on Get Up. Let's, let's circle back to it, because you said they have the best, effectively the same thing that you just did. But players 2 through 53 on the roster, you thought Detroit had a clear and obvious advantage last night. Well, yes. It, it, when, when Chris Jones and Kel, uh, Travis Kelsey aren't playing, to me, that's a no-brainer. Now, when you put those two guys on the field, then they might have had the first, second, and third best players in that game. Although Aiden Hutchinson is a beast. That dude, right? He is a beast. I'll tell you what, Jacksonville could really use a player like that. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Jacksonville drafted Trayvon Walker ahead of him. Although I will say this, I was, who was a, who'd we have in here this week who was talking about him? might have been Lewis Riddick. If Trayvon Walker lives up to having been the first pick going ahead of Aiden Hutchinson in that draft, the Jaguars are going to be even scarier yeah, good than no they doubt. already are. We will see one way or another. That is today's hot take. Now, having already defended Hembo this morning, I must say he was disparaged yesterday unfairly. And coming up next, we will defend his honor. That's next on ESPN Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Who was in the zone last night? Well, Patrick Mahomes was in the zone. I don't give a damn what his numbers look like. He was brilliant last night. He was the best player on the field. He is the best player in the league. 
even though I don't think his team around him, well, certainly they let him down last night, and I'm not sure how much better they're going to get. But Mahomes was in the zone, in the zone, brought to you by AutoZone, get in the zone with AutoZone. All right, we had a controversy. Now, I'm kind of hearing about a lot of this secondhand, but one of our brand-new shows here on ESPN Radio is called Carlin versus Joe. And because they get the shtick, they asked Hembo to provide a question for them on their radio show every single day. You, of course, work here with us, and you work on Get Up, where you provide your sneaky Hembo trivia question. But they asked you to do a trivia question for them, right? Yes, once a week. They're calling it uh, the Hembo Hammer. Okay, the Hembo Hammer. Mm-hmm. And so, Bubba, what do I need to set this up? Because yep. I'm told that there was a controversy. Yeah, so the question was, which team has the longest active streak of week one losses? That was the question. Okay. Carlin guessed the Lions, and uh, Joe guessed the Browns. And that's basically where we're at, and then you can hit part one. Okay. The correct answer is Atlanta. Guys, the Falcons have lost five straight season openers dating to 2018. Wait, 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 wait. Is this current active streaks? Yeah. I thought it was just the longest week one streak in history. Which team has lost the most consecutive week one games? He didn't say active. He didn't say active. Wow. What a We're meathead. Already what, getting into already controversy. what a meathead. What a meathead <laughs> to mail it in and be so lazy, but to think you're going to be so funny on the back end with that commentary. He does not make it clear that it's active. It's not active. That is the type of stat that sounds like what is the longest ever. See, it made me think. Look up the answer to that, somebody, please. Because if it's Cleveland, that segment's done. Hembo is out. He says it in the long version. He says active. All right, right, boys, it's hammer time. Week one is upon us, which raises this trivia question. Which NFL team owns the longest active streak right, of starting 0 right one In other words, so here's I would problem. like to first, I got to retract everything I just said. I'd like to retract everything I just said about Hembo. I like him very well, much. Okay, so wait a minute. What does the long version mean? How many versions of these questions did you do? So if I understand what just happened, you recorded two versions of the question, one that did not have the word active in it? No, I recorded one version. Their producer cut the question. It was a two-sentence two question. I right. said, right. I, I had the, the, the active part, and then I said, in other words, who has the longest active streak of this kind? And they just cut the beginning out. Yes. Why? I don't know. When they played it back. So they played it initially correctly. They did play it with active. So when both hosts heard it initially, they did have active. However, when they played it back to start the second segment, kind of like we used to do Stark Trivia, we yeah. would trim it down. Right. They trimmed it down and, only, and re- removed the word active. Clearly. Joe Fortenbaugh called Hembo a meathead. Yeah. Yes. When in reality, he, he was just done wrong by the production staff. Is Correct. that what happened here? Is, is, that, is that what I'm being led to understand? That is right. Carlin actually interpreted it the way Hembo presented it. Maybe Joe he listened not. to it the first time. Yeah, but then when it was played back, Evan, the producer, cut it down so it didn't include active, and Joe took it out on Hembo when really he ended up being upset at Evan. Our issue is with Evan. At this point, right? That's uh, correct. Is that Evan Wilner? Yeah, that, he's yeah. standing okay. right outside. So our issue is with Evan. So the bottom line of it is, what we have now is like a radio battle, right? Like our show and their show are in a fight. Is that what I'm getting here? I mean, I've, I've lived this many times. Mike yeah. and I, over the many years, we had a lot. Of, so are we, are, we, are we in a battle now with Joe Fortenbaugh and Chris Carlin? Yes, it's like a West Side Story. We're it gonna, is. It's exactly you know, right. We're when taking it jet, to the you're streets. jet all the way. So what do you think of this, Hembo? You have, you've gotten us into some trouble here. You got us now into a fight through no fault of your own. I have, not, I have not gotten us into any trouble. Every single person on that show 
failed miserably at their job yesterday. My, my bone to pick is with Joe Fortenbaugh. The name calling. Like I, I, Meathead is whom, so good. I take umbrage. How dare you? How dare you, George? Right, I'm being told to play part two. Okay, yeah. fair enough. That's fair your enough. part two. There was a, yeah, so, 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 yeah, remember, Fortenbaugh guessed the Browns. So, right. so then we fast forward a little bit in the segment, then this right. happened. Here's part two. Longest active. Five. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> who cares about who has the longest active streak? Who's Who's got the longest active streak for most consecutive home runs in a game? Uh, 30 guys are tied at one. What a great trivia question. <laughs> Listen, this is why you incorporate Hembo into the show, because he's going to find a way to stick it to you. Yeah. And that's what just happened. It's well played. The Browns did lose uh, 17 straight week one games. What do you know? What do you know? And there's no way anyone is worse than that. So no, I'm counting that as right. Yeah, that's it the is the record. record. I'm counting it as right. I was right. I outsmarted Hembo at his own stupid question. Oh, so so this really did take an ugly turn. Even after he had been informed that the question had not been properly presented to him, he then took umbrage with the question itself. He's suggesting that what you were asking was irrelevant. I believe he called it stupid. He did. And he called you a meathead. He did. This is unchecked aggression. It's the, really just Joe versus Hembo. That's really the, the, that's the big what the show right is. Yeah, the show's called Carlin yeah. versus How Joe. How dare you question my veracity as a... I, I am sneaky bleeping Hembo. <laughs> Google me. Joe? Are you kidding? You have a TV segment named after you, Joe? And by the way, parenthetically, his mustache? <laughs> have you seen his mustache? <laughs> Quick story. Okay, I was watching SportsCenter AM sometime during the winter. Yeah. And Joe used to do like his best bets segment. Yeah. Right? This was when yeah. he lived in, yeah. in Vegas, whatever. And My wife walks down. She sees him with like his like, you know, custom fitted like, like, like jacket, like his open collar. Like, his nice clothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah, like the, 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 like the lights like all glowing. Yeah, like I don't think you're making the point you think yeah, you're making. His non-Arby's attire. Yes. Anyway, anyway. Wearing the shirt you're wearing. I'm not sure you want to be attacking she another goes, person's clothes. She goes, he's cute. He's like, cute, she like, said. Well, I was like, you know what? You're, you're kind of right. So I, anyway, fast forward. I played for her the segment yesterday. Why did you, wait a minute. Why did you feel a need? Yeah, there was no need to, to tell that. the story of your wife finding him cute. Because yesterday, when she watched this segment back, wearing that ridiculous mustache, yeah. she says, "He looks like a mall cop." <laughs> Joe. Well, Joe. We must not say bad things about people who are working hard to keep our keep our mall safe. I mean, why are you attacking but, mall I mean, cops? We have Chris Canty agrees with me. Yeah, he does. Chris Canty agrees does. with me. Joe Ford and Boss mustache. When a man has a mustache like that, it makes him hard to trust. Why is that? It makes, it just Give makes me the logic it, behind it. Well, I just don't Because I need to know that. You know, and listen, if you want to have facial hair, that's cool. You want to have yeah. a beard, that's great. But if you just go mustache, mustache, and then he went with the vest all week. My wife has told me, be leery of men that wear vests. I, I do also question the mustache. Like, like it, it, it's 2023, you know? Like, the mustache was extremely popular in 1923, but I, the, the, the mustache is highly questionable. Very. Everything about that, brutal. Yeah. Like, Joe, I, I, need, a, I need an apology. No, but I like form. Fortinball. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, he I got the Browns right. That was a pretty good pull. You're down on Fortinball. He didn't now. get the question right. He didn't uh, listen to the question. The question should have been. He right. got his interpretation. He's the sorest right. loser ever. He got it wrong, and then he and then he questioned the quality of the question. And your meatheadedness. He, he did call you a meathead too. All right. So the bottom line is, we got a little battle. We got a war between Fortinball and Carlin versus Greeny and Hembo. The question is, in a battle royale, who wins? <laughs> we'll see. We continue in a moment on ESPN Radio. 
Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.